coming to you from beautiful Flagstaff, Arizona. This is the Drinking Horn Meadcast. Join us as we take a deeper dive into mead and mead culture. All right. Howdy. We're back. Oh, we're back. Hey. Hey. Hey, 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 how you doing? Doing good. <laughs> doing good. Cool. All right. Well, uh, hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Drinking Horn Meadcast. Meadcast, Meadcast, Meadcast. Yeah, it's getting a little, a little tough to say that every time. Um, this is actually episode number 35, no, 32, 33, 34, 36. I was mistaken at the end of our Toothless episode on the numbers. So I believe this is episode number 36. Even if it's not, I am going to make it that way. Uh, I do know that Elliot was 33, so then 34 is smog, 35 is toothless. Yes. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 36 of the Drink Horn Meatcast. Meatcast, 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 Today, I am joined once again. I thought we were going to be, uh, you know, just having these fellers over for the dragon meads, but they decided to stick around. They actually enjoyed it. And so uh, we've got the brewers here to talk about one of our new releases. Uh, not not yet released. Not until um, a, a couple weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Is this uh, end of October? No. Oh, uh, November second. November second. Oh, okay. So in about yeah, two weeks uh, and, and some change, give or take. Um, but what mead is that? Let's all say it at once. Ready? One, two, three. Pears mead with spice and pear mead thing. <laughs> also known as spiced pear. Yes, yes. I think that's what it's going to turn into. Um, the label with all the uh, rules and such. We have, uh, it says pear mead with nutmeg and cinnamon. Uh, but it's going to be in our hearts. It's going to be known as spiced spiced pear. Right? Yeah. Yes. I, I guess. Like we'll it. see. Yeah, like <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue. Yes. Mm-hmm. Spiced pear. Uh, so yeah, so November 2nd, if you're listening to this past that, um, I don't know if these things are timeless, so you could be listening to this in 2028. I don't know. Uh, get yourself some delicious spiced pear and then sit down and listen to, uh, you know, these these grand three uh, duders in front of me. We've got Charlie. Hello. We've got Clint. Yo. And we've got Perez. Hello. And we've got me, Nick. Ah, and then, uh, yeah, so let's get right to it. We've got a mead in front of us that has uh, a nice little kind of fun story to it. Uh, a couple of stories. Uh, this this uh, should be a good episode to talk about the history of this mead. Um, I want to start with the season, the seasonality. So we all know that, um, I think starting now, is it like, it's like the end of April we start thinking about... <laughs> about pumpkin spice spooky season yeah yeah it's it's like actually i think uh january 1st uh, we (laughs) start with the pumpkin spice stuff uh but anyway uh, the season is upon us for for these holiday i'll call them or fall or autumn spices uh, that start coming out in the ingredients of of different um everything right i don't know like not just beverage candy candles Candles. Yeah, shoe insoles. Right. Um, <laughs> I did what? read an article though that said I think for the first time um, pumpkin spice got beat out by apple spiced uh, scented and flavored things. What? Yeah. Like, like 
ah, I'd like to, to see that. Maybe I'll link that somewhere. Mm-hmm. So like in, in like all different categories, like I think it was specifically talking about candles and lotions. Okay. The non-edibles. Right. Yeah. And I would feel like pumpkin spice as a coffee is probably still through the roof, but yeah, <laughs> that sounded like it went through something else. <laughs> is that your headphones? Man? Oh yeah. Oh, that's a throwback. Oh, I was listening to that on my way in today. The, the headphone toot. Um, toot. What a word. Uh, but yeah, so that's cool. So out good. Apple spice, you know, coming in there. Uh, the, the Not a newcomer, but I think for putting something on you or smelling something out of a candle, I kind of agree with that, that like, especially like lotion, like pumpkin spice. Uh, I don't know. You'd attract a certain type of person. Yeah. You know, all the people from across the parking lot would start coming <laughs> this way. Uh, we're right across from Dutch Brothers. Uh, offices, I guess. Not their production. They don't make anything there, I don't think. No. It's the party place. It's the party place. It is the party place. Uh, yeah. Um, cool. So, yeah, that pumpkin spice season is upon us. And we definitely, I think I'll let you guys just talk about it. But uh, what were the conversations like leading up to, uh, to, yeah, to that seasonality and the thought of a mead? Well, we uh, we wanted to do something um, <clears throat> to kind of complement our Metheglin mead, uh, which is uh, a favorite of ours. And, uh, you know, when you think of fall, most people flavor-wise and scent-wise and stuff go to pumpkin spice, but just not really our thing here. Um, none of us are huge into it, and so we were brainstorming thinking of what else could we do outside of pumpkin spice that would be a nice fall into winter uh mead yeah yeah i think um i don't know if we could like kind of give a a a one through ten and there might be some zeros but like uh, is there anyone here that that like just actually gets excited about pumpkin spice i mean i know it's really cool to say no but like (laughs) I think for the first week or so, it's cool that it's back. You know, like, I guess early September, you're usually able to find it at your coffee shops and like, oh, cool, look at this. And, you know, close to chai, but not quite. Mm, true. Just a little something different. And then, yeah, you just get burnt down on it. Of, ah, I'm done with that. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't know when the last time is I actually went and got a coffee, like a pumpkin spice kind of coffee. Um, like, it just it, it isn't a drop for me. And I'm not trying to be like, oh pumpkin spice is stupid it's like all you know like those people it's valid. <laughs> kind of categorizing yeah yeah it, it is it, it's overdone right and we don't it, you know it's like, really not supposed to be for coffee in the first place but <laughs> my wife loves it she's yeah. yeah we got you know my house always smells like it this time of year she made ah. uh pumpkin spice muffins just the other day oh, so. there you go. See, yeah, in pumpkin like muffins a, and pumpkin cookies, always tasty, and pumpkin pie. Mm. Heck yeah! I guess yeah. What I was trying to say is, I don't have anything against it. I just don't go seek it out in the coffee shop. Right. Uh, by the way, do, I I didn't see any of those come to the office, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh man, uh, just you know, just throwing it out there. A nice pumpkin spice muffin would be uh, pretty good. Sharing right? is caring. Sharing <laughs> is caring, and so Charlie doesn't care about us. <laughs> um, cool. So we. You, we again i would say we but it's you guys uh you guys kind of you know gathered around and, and and had this conversation um about what to do for this fall into winter um and so how did how did that kind of go well the uh the apple was a uh, easy go-to but we didn't want to compete with uh 
you know, all the ciders out there this time of year, mm. uh, being that we're mead. So, and we already have an apple mead. So, uh, we do, and it's delicious this time of year, heated up with a little shot of bourbon in it. That it is. Oh. Or just put any kind of tea into it. Yeah. Okay, tea, man. That was our other episodes. <laughs> but tea and apple is delicious. It is. It absolutely <laughs> is. Uh, sorry, Charlie, I interrupted you. No, no, no problem. But so we were. Uh, so what I was gonna say, what? No, just we were just uh, brainstorming and came up with uh, a pair. We had uh, done a pear mead before. Like I think it was like the second batch I ever worked on back mm. in. 2017 and uh it was a a one and done back then we had a few issues with it and we decided you know what it's time to revisit the pear mead and let's mix it up a little bit this time around yeah that's awesome i love hearing that and we have no we didn't make one of those signs did we for it is that it some artwork yeah yeah that's, That's the pear one. Right it there, is, right? yeah. Okay, yeah. So uh, we used to have um, artwork, uh, like canvases, created for each one of our meads, and they're hung up here on the office. Um, and yeah, I, I thought there was one hanging mm-hmm. out here. <laughs> hanging out. Um, so a blast from the past. So the pear mead, you said, had some issues. I don't know if like you want to talk yeah, about so that. Yeah, so we hadn't refined our filtering method um, at the time when we made our original pear mead. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a little yeast that made its way through Mm. into the bottles. And, uh, well, when yeast uh, makes its way into bottles and there's still sugar in there, it starts re-fermenting. And um, (laughs) so they turned into bottle bombs. Yeah. So you got to, you have a, yeah, happy new year kind of situation. You open up champagne. (laughs) And then the the ones that didn't explode or that were still drinkable were very, very dry. Yeah. Yeah, because it took all that sugar and fermented mm-hmm. it out. I do remember we used to have, you know, um, kind of boxes back in the back of some of those, and I took them home. And I rem- <laughs> this is actually documented. One of our Monday night meads, I wasn't aware of that, and I had grabbed a bottle of pear mead to have for the Monday night mead. And it was uh, during when, when we were separated. So I was at my house separate. So our Monday night meads were something we started every Monday night because of uh, isolation and COVID. Um, and so we did an online show. And so I'm sitting there and I'm starting to open it. And I can see in the monitor, like Evan and Kelly looking at me like, oh, like <laughs> what's going to happen? And I open it and it was totally fine. Nothing exploded. It would have been way better if it did. Um, <laughs> But open it up and they're like, oh my gosh. And I was like, what? And they're like, oh, that, those are like bottle bombs, like, you know, exploding. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I tasted it and it was delicious. Mm. It was great. It's too bad that we had to pull some of those back because it was so good. Um, and I do want to touch upon that just for a second. Some of you may not know that we do not add. So you talked about yeast uh, making its way through and getting in the bottles. That does happen with a lot of a lot of different you know wineries and meaderies and companies they Even do have breweries, residual yes. uh, yeah definitely breweries uh, they have residual yeast left over but what they'll do is they'll add a, a preservative basically a, a sulfite you've heard of sulfites what that does is it it uh, you know it puts like WWF chokehold on the yeast and just puts it to sleep it's like go to sleep uh, so basically, I mean, we could say it, it kills off the yeast. We can just say it that way. And so you don't get re-fermentation. Um, we absolutely despise, I think all of us despise uh, putting sulfites into the mead for not only the flavor, but also just the whole, you know, 
adding those kind of preservatives. So we have a strict filtering system that keeps it out. Um, it sounds like that was a learning process uh, about, you know. In 2017, that was when we, Drinking Horn was very, very first producing meads. We didn't have the mead hall. That was our first year. Yeah, yeah, we were... Uh... We were still experimenting and uh, working out the tweaks and stuff on our... Uh... That was a spooky sound <laughs> Ooh, right it's Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> it's funny, Evan came in and, and by trying to be like slowly opening the door, it actually exacerbated yeah. the... <laughs> Somebody needs to grease that door. Yeah. Perfect, perfect time of year though. It wouldn't have fit with Christmas. So. No, no, yeah. It's, it's spooky season for sure. Um, so yeah, so through that learning process... Yeah, yeah uh, the the filtering process that we use has taken many years to to refine to get it to where it is today. Um, it was not that refined when we uh, did the pair originally, and uh, you know, like you said, uh, some bottles, you know, the yeast didn't get into and mm-hmm. it didn't referment in the bottles, and they ended up just fine. But uh, you know, you can't you can't see the yeast, so uh, <laughs> it's hard to. Uh, Hard to know which bottles were good and which were bad and all that. Yeah, yeah, and so you can't just like randomly put them on, or put them on the shelf and hope that randomly everything works out. So, um, cool. So, so we decided, you know, what six or so years later, um, to 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 give Pear another chance. Yeah, yeah, give Pear a chance. Um, and I like that we didn't use the apple, like you said, and and, and we we kind of moved over to that. So. Um, what was the the next step in in thinking about that? Well, we uh, we got some uh, just a base mead and added some pear juice to it, and um, we were messing around with all the different spices that are so good this time of year, like the nutmeg, the cinnamon, the cloves. Um, we tried out a bunch of different combinations, and uh, you know some of the more uh, ingredients were. It just tasted a little, a uh, little too much. So we we like to keep it simple here. Mm. Uh, so our two favorite uh, were the cinnamon and the nutmeg. So nice, yeah. Live simply, drink simply. So uh, I remember that day too that we were adding and, and experimenting, and that yeah, that was a fun day. It's always a fun mm-hmm. day at the office when you guys are over there experimenting, and you bring me over my little tasters and like, ooh, yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so how do, how do you guys remember uh, Clinton Perez that day, kind of going, anything stand out about that taste test uh, with the different ingredients? Yeah, kind of like what Charlie said, you know, you start putting more and more things in there, and then you got to figure out how to balance all those different things so that one doesn't overpower the other. Uh, you know, cloves are a really strong flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, cardamom was really strong. So, yeah, just trying to figure out, you know, what works and what doesn't overpower the, the meat itself. Yeah. Yeah, simple as uh, what you said before we started recording. Uh, you know the old the old phrase, "Kiss, keep it simple, stupid." Um, you know, sometimes a lot of ingredients work together. Sometimes you gotta keep it simple for sure. Um, anyone else hear the word cardamom and just think of a sweater? <laughs> but I just can't <laughs> think of the cardigan like right right in my mind. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Clint. So, uh, what uh, are you a, a fan of of the spices that were used um, in oh, the, yeah. or, or all those different spices? You you like those those kind of fall kind of feeling spices? Yeah. But I think honestly, uh, we were looking at something towards the end of fall anyway for this because we knew when we were going to release it, and I think it works better to have the nutmeg and cinnamon without extra clove or without the ginger or anything else like that because it just really works together for more of that wintry feeling or like the end of fall sort of feeling. 
Nice. And that's a, you know, we, we wanted to it not to probably overlap the, the metheglin right, as right. well. Give yes. them each their stage. Yeah, the metheglin's a little bit more complex on the flavor. This one's a little bit simpler. And hmm. we wanted to make sure that we wanted uh, could get something that was really yummy hot and really yummy cold both. Because uh, mm-hmm. this time of the year, the... Uh, the hotter meads and the warm meads are uh, pretty popular. Oh gosh, yeah, absolutely. And I can't wait to, I haven't had a chance to, you know, well, it's not released yet until November 2nd, but I can't wait to put this one on the stove and heat it up a little bit um, and, and taste it, not only taste it, but smell that aroma yeah. that comes out of it. Um, and yeah. Speaking of, you worked at the meat hall last night, right? Did you have to serve a lot of warm drinks? Uh, no, um, I actually, we, uh, we have rock star mead slingers. And so I was not, I did not have oh, to nice. actually, uh, go in and do it, but, um, that is not ah, darn. So when I did work a shift a couple weeks ago, I didn't get any, any, uh, requests for hot meads, but when you're in there, yeah, you can, you can request a hot mead whenever you want mm-hmm. or wool. I mean, I don't know if in the middle of the summer, uh, I guess we'd still maybe do it for you, but, um, yeah, no, sorry. That would have been a great story right. for me. <laughs> I should have just made it up and like, yeah, they are slinging them left and right. In fact, uh, why don't you ask me that question again? <laughs> it's a um, little unseasonably warm still, too. It is, so right? It's... Yeah, I think four or five degrees uh, warmer than, than average, or maybe more than that than average. It is, yeah. The, the mornings are cold, though. Yeah. So again, we talked about breakfast mead last episode. Uh, you know, this one might be a nice little, little Sunday morning mm-hmm. mead. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> Um, cool. So we got our pear mead base. We've got nutmeg and cinnamon. Um, those are ingredients that I feel like could come with some uh, some challenges uh, because they're kind of powdery. Um, I feel like so. Uh, what explain to us kind of the process of, of creating uh, the adding the nutmeg and cinnamon that creation. So we went with the whole uh, whole nutmeg, which. Oh. You know, generally when you get nutmeg, it's already pre-powdered, but we were able to find some in the the full nuts, which, you know, uh, full <laughs> nuts. We went full nut on this one. <laughs> right? Uh, you know, they're they're about nut size, and, uh, <laughs> oh. and we took a hammer to them and oh. <laughs> crushed them up and uh, soaked them. So uh, same with the, the cinnamon sticks. Um, we got, instead of uh, using the uh, cinnamon powder, we went with uh, full sticks and just kind of broke them up. Uh, that way, it's, you know, easier to deal with uh, when it's not powdery like that. And yeah, that's, in my mind, that's what I was thinking the challenge would be is like all these powders can get gunked up and, and stuff because we do have our filtration process. But okay, so so crush the nuts, crush the sticks right. and soak them. Um, probably a fresher yeah. flavor too. You figure yeah. something like coffee, you know, going from a whole bean, you grind it immediately. You're going to have a much fresher flavor than if it's been sitting in a tin for X amount of time. Absolutely. Yeah. You increase that surface area of something and oxygen all of a sudden is like, Hey, I'm here to play with you. Mm-hmm. So that's, <laughs> yeah, oxidizing uh, of that. So that's a great point too. And we always, you know, that's what we try to do here. You know, we don't use any kind of extracts or you know all that kind of stuff so so i i mm, darn i don't think i saw at least i don't remember seeing the nutmeg uh pre-crush uh, but i'm looking at the label and it looks to me did it look kind of like a like a hazelnut yeah yeah I think is pretty what? pretty similar size and shape and hmm. texture 
Gotcha. <laughs> Texture. <laughs> Charlie was in the back feeling it, putting it against his cheek. <laughs> uh, when you guys imagine pouring yourself a glass of this spiced pyramid, where does it instantly take you? Ah, uh, man. I'd say back to Missouri with this time of year. Um, mm. the, the leaves changing on the trees. I used to drive every weekend from uh, Kansas City where my folks lived back to college in Columbia and that two-hour drive you're just on the highway cruising and both sides of the highway is just the most amazing colors on the trees changing so uh, it takes me right back there it's nice nice time of year yeah can you guys follow that one up (laughs) jeez that's beautiful that's awesome and right now we're kind of experiencing that too i think by november 2nd we'll start to see the leaves more you're going to have to kind of start to travel down into like the sedona oak creek kind of area because leaves change dropping in elevation um uh, but like yeah that's a great a great um visual to have those those changing of the leaves Clint, you've got a you've got a horn full of this mead. Where are you at? Hmm. Probably next to a big, large meal, and mm. next to my fireplace. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice hearty meal. Go this. What's on your plate? Hmm. Turkey. Turkey. <laughs> Ooh, that was the worst gobble ever. <clears throat> Edit point. All right, Prez. You I gotta... was gonna say cardigans. <laughs> yeah, throwback. You're Mr. Rogering it up. Yeah, yeah, nice. Cardigans. Uh, I mean, it's football season, so Ooh. you know this will come out in about two weeks. So mm. we got football games every Sunday, Monday, Thursday. Yeah. So you know, put on my cardigan and watch football all day. I'm gonna need a photo of that. So yeah, it sounds like a fun neighborhood sure. to be in. Yeah. <laughs> Won't you be my neighbor? Go Giants. <laughs> um, Cool. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I think I was. I had a fireplace in my image, um, a nice little warm mug of it um, up on the couch uh, with something on, on TV, maybe one of the Dragon series uh, movies. Um, but I love it. Fall colors, hearty meal, football, boom. Evan, where are you at? I'm going to yell at you over uh, behind your desk. you got a nice glass of pear, spiced pear mead. Oh, standing in the doorway of a yurt with the snow falling. Oh, that's a good one. All right. Well, you had time to think of that. So, <laughs> yeah. If you couldn't hear, I don't know if that audio picked up. I think it did, but yeah. Uh, standing in the doorway of a yurt with snow falling. Nice. Hopefully, you've got clothes on. Um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, nice. Cool. Right on. Well, I think this is a delicious way to enter this time of year. Um, people can get their pumpkin spice somewhere else. Uh, they will get their pear spice here, and absolutely. Uh, love it. I can't wait. Actually, now I'm thinking also, I just want to throw a plug out there. Um, uh, now I'm going to actually talk about an event. Uh, we've got Yule in December and hopefully this meet, I'm sure it will be around right around, uh, Yule, Yule time. I think this would be a great one at the long table in the mead hall while, uh, we create our like Yule goats and wreaths and, and gather, I don't know if it'll last that long. It's, <laughs> right? It's a real tasty one. So. Uh, all right. I like it. Yeah, because that would give it a whole uh, full two months two it would months. need to last. Um, so, yeah, the gauntlet is thrown. Uh, make me a make me a, a, a falsity person. Okay, yeah, there's another edited point. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you guys for coming on once again. This has been a blast. We had you guys on all the dragon episodes and now had you back here for the spiced pear uh, mead episode and uh, yeah uh, cheers we got some empty empty coffee cups Woo. Woo. skull oh, no cup there but uh, 
yeah, thank you guys for listening to another episode. This was episode number 35 of the Drinking Horn Meadcast. Uh, find us uh, wherever you found us this time. <laughs> but all, also, we're all over the place. Uh, Good Pods is one of our favorite ones because you can actually interact and comment on episodes and, and leave questions. But if you got any questions, comments, or suggestions, honestly, for future episodes, we'd love to hear it. You can uh, send me an email, nick at drinkinghornmeadery.com, or you can leave us a voicemail, which would be rad. Please leave us a voicemail. We don't care how inebriated you are when you leave it. <laughs> you can go to speakpipe.com slash drinkinghorn. That's speakpipe is S-P-E-A-K-P-I-P-E dot com slash drinkinghorn. And leave us a voicemail um, with your comments, questions, thoughts, ideas, uh, recipes, um, favorite socks, I don't, whatever. <laughs> And uh, yeah, thanks again. We'll, uh, oh, go to the meat hall. Go to the meat hall. It is a great, great season right now through the winter. It's beautiful. We've got our fireplace going, <laughs> even if it is digital. We've got Yule events that will start up. We've got, yeah, it's a great place to gather in the winter and watch the snowfall outside. Don't you have a calendar on the website? We do now. We do have, thank you. We have a calendar of events. So uh, if you want to see all of the events, you can go to drinkinghorn.com, uh, sorry, drinkinghornmeadery.com slash events and uh, see all sorts of fun things. We've got our mini moss. We've got uh, our VIYs. We've got a tea and mead pairing, which you'll probably miss. Um, it's this Saturday, but maybe we'll do it again. Uh, but yes, thank you. Always yeah, a lot of them those. are free. And Almost all of them are free. Yeah, we've got some that are like five bucks, some that are like a little more expensive, um, like the Mini Moss one, but like mo most of them, yeah, are free and fun, fun to go to. So we're going to have Perez be our, be our end of episode hitman. Here. What was the plug noise here? Yep, there's another <laughs> plug. we got plugs all over the place. Uh, cool. Thanks, guys. Yep. Uh, see you soon. Thanks again. Skull. Until next time. Until next time. Now get to work making delicious meat. Okay. <laughs>